game. Blouses. Gallon Chuck. Disaster. I forget it. Disaster. Well, I mean, I'm no doctor. We now join America's most popular show already in progress. Everybody loves Mitch and Sean. You guys are the greatest duo. Fantastic. That team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Welcome to another edition of the Post Games Point Podcast. Mitch Gallo and Sean Campbell. We have a lot to get to coming up on the show. James Harden is fat. Yager and Ramirez still at it. And the Ravens and Browns was quite a doozy. But first, Sean, what are you drinking? Uh, Today, I went back to the Mango Creamsicle at uh, LeBras. Check it out, lebras.com. And uh, we're, we're less than a week, Mitch. We are less than a week before the Campbell play-by-play IPA and the Angry Gallo Ale hit the shelves at labrosse.com. We encourage you to uh, – you can order ahead of time. Give them a call. All your information's at labrosse.com. Uh, but uh, Campbell versus Gallo beer battle is coming soon. But uh, I got the creamsicle tonight. What do you got? Well, Sean, I'm drinking what's called the uh... – Winter Wisen. Oh, yeah, it's, I like that uh, one. It's a nice darker beer, which you know I like. And uh, it just, uh, with the, the weather that we've been having lately, it just felt appropriate to uh, drink something with winter in the name. And as far as uh, our beers, on December 23rd, guess what? I got a taste of both of them today. That's right, Sean. I got a little sneak peek. Uh, they're not fully ready. Um, but the flavors are in. They are wonderful, both the uh, Campbell play-by-play IPA and the Angry Gallo Ale. Uh, so check that out on December 23rd. I'm hoping they move pretty quickly off the shelves because they're going to be worth the price of admission. And you better you make sure you get there early because I'm going early on the 23rd and I have a bunch of Christmas shopping to do. So I'm going to be buying a whole bunch of the Campbell play-by-play. I don't know how much Angry Gallo I'm going to buy, but uh, I might have to buy a couple just to put in those four packs. You know, three and one, three and one. That's, that's I might roll. So I'm going to support you, Gallo, but I'm just going to support my own beer a little bit more. Yeah, that, that that's fine. I just hope that um, if you like a dark beer, you choose mine. If you like an IPA, they can have yours. And, uh, you know, even if you don't want to buy uh, in huge bulk, just think, uh, I know I'm scrambling to figure out what to put in people's stockings. Well, one of these beers goes very nicely in a stocking. So uh, remember, December 23rd, the Angry Gallo Ale and the Campbell Play-By-Play IPA. All right, Mitch. Uh, maybe he had too much beer. I'm not sure. But apparently James Harden is fat. Well, have, have you seen the photo of him? Looks round-ish. I mean, I don't. I look at him and I'm just like, yeah pandemic stayed at home had a couple extra brews i don't you know probably watch a lot of netflix he he didn't look like a guy that was training in his 
home court in his home gym. Sean, this is a professional basketball player who's looking for a contract uh, over $200 million in value. Like, he looks awful. The, the, the photo was not very flattering. He looks like, uh, Sean, I know you're not a huge rap fan, but he looks like Rick Ross. Like, he is just, he is really okay. out of shape. Okay, here's the thing, though. James Harden is known for what? His shooting ability and his way to put up offensive numbers. He is one of the best, if not the best, in the game. He's not known for defensive reliability or getting it back into position. So he just doesn't need to. He's just going to put up points. As long as he keeps the same point totals going, I mean, or it's just his way of saying that he's un unhappy with the Houston Rockets. But I don't know. I kind of cheer for the fat athletes. I kind of enjoy it. So maybe maybe James Harden's turning a corner for me, and I'm going to, you know, instead of the beer, they're going to call him the belly. Yeah, well, um, I'm going to be calling him the belly until he whips his ass into shape. Hey, listen, uh, I'm concerned, Sean, that uh, he's not going to be the only one as these different sports start coming back. Yeah, I know – uh, a lot of them are rich and they have the ability to uh, to put in the home gyms and bring over the personal trainers and have uh, the best dietitians and uh, have uh, chefs on. I get it. Uh, they, they work at an advantage. But still, I, I remember back in the day when Pablo Sandoval used to have the, the San Francisco Giants used to have somebody follow him around and slap his hand if he was eating too much food. And then he went to the Boston Red Sox, and the Boston Red Sox did not know about this guy that would just follow him around to watch how he ate. And then he got so fat that his belt buckle exploded when they played the Toronto Blue Jays. One, uh, of, the, one of the greatest slow-motion moments in sports, by the way. And big Pablo Sandoval fan. I love the big athletes. I got I have a soft spot Pablo Sandoval broke down and his career wasn't as lengthy as maybe it should have, should have been. And you, and you just, you got to wonder about some of these guys that maybe uh, have a little bit of difficulty keeping the weight off. Like I'm thinking, okay, when we get to baseball season, what's Vlad Jr. going to look like? Or we have the NHL's return to play. Has Phil Kessel been eating hot dogs? Oh, uh, no, Phil Kessel. Yeah, look, Phil Kessel, you can't bring Phil Kessel into this. Just because of his body type, one, he's still fast and he's one of the more durable players in the National Hockey League. Don't diss fat Phil Kessel. Well, he's dur he's durable because he doesn't go anywhere where it's difficult to play uh, on the ice. How about how about your boy? How about your boy Dustin Bufflin? Like, what if this guy decides uh, he's not retiring? He's coming back. I remember when they're calling him Fat Albert because he was on his boat weighing over three hundred pounds in quarantine. What's he gonna look like when he comes there's, back? There's no and way. So there's these, are just, these are just a few examples of it. He, he's done, by the way. There's no way. He's easily over three bills right now by not playing. There are going to be players that come to camp out of shape. Yeah. Just make sure you perform. Be a fat guy that performs. That's the way I look at it. James Harden, be a fat guy and perform. Can't perform I got to wait. I got to wait. If it, if it affects his shooting, then there's a problem. All right, Sean. Ne next up uh... – both Yarmer Yager and Manny Ramirez in their respective sports have signed contracts to play pro uh, at their advanced ages. Ramirez is almost 50. He's 48 years old. Yarmer Yager's in his mid-40s at this time. So I'm just wondering, like, I love seeing this. You like seeing the fat athletes. I like seeing the guys from my youth still perform. But I I'm curious, at what point, did an athlete's retirement or something happening around an athlete make you feel old? 
Yeah. Okay. So I got, I, I, I thought of this and there's, there's two that stick out and I'm, I'm approaching my 42nd birthday and I've been looking at the leagues professionally, NBA, major league baseball, NFL, and the national hockey league. And I'm trying to figure out when's the day that there's no longer an athlete older than I am playing. You know, look, I still got Tom Brady out there. Daniel Chera hasn't signed, but he's still out there. There's only a handful of players. I know you can get into the kicker world uh, as well, but there's still a couple guys. So I'm going to wait for that day. And when that guy retires, I think that'll hit me a little bit that there's no longer an athlete that I am younger than. One player retiring, Vinny LeCavalier. Vinny LeCavalier is a guy that I once played against in I was in Bantam. He was in Peewee. He's two and a half years younger and he was better than everybody else, of course. But then he retired that, you know, when I see him retire, that one hit me. And uh, as for stories, I'll let you go first because Mitch, you know the story I want to tell about me being old or not being old. It involves well, an, an elevator and Shea Weber. <laughs> I, um, the one for me is it's not necessarily a player retiring. But I mentioned uh, I mentioned Vlad Guerrero Jr. before. Yeah. When when I started seeing the children of the guys that I grew up watching, that's when I was like, okay, I'm starting to get a little bit old. Like I watched Vladimir Guerrero's entire career. Yeah. And then I watched him go into the Hall of Fame, and so now I'm watching his kid. Well, just think about yeah. it. LeBron. LeBron's kid is 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 on his way. Right. Yeah. I, 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 at least I think LeBron's kid is still three years away from finishing. I know, high but he's on his way. I, I know. You know what? I thought of this the other day. I I actually Googled how old Pavel Burry's kids were. I was like, man, is there going to be like a Burry showing up? And I'm going to be like, oh my God, I'm so old. But well, guys, they're not, they're not sure. there. Think, think, think about the guys, right? Like most of them, I watched their entire career. Like we're talking uh, William Nylander. I watched Michael Nylander play. Yeah. We're talking Max Domi. I watched pretty much all of Ty's career, maybe a little bit in the early days. I wasn't really watching, but for the most part, I saw the prime of his career. You know, and and the list just goes on and on with uh, with guys that I've watched. And then and then I'm on uh, I'm on social media and I'm scrolling, and Alex Ovechkin is bringing his kid out on the ice for the first time. He's decked out in all the equipment, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself. One day, I'm probably going to watch this kid play, and that's when I'll be like Campbell's age, which is like really old. <laughs> and 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 I, and and I know that uh, that's a that's an athlete that you're you're linked with a little bit, Alex Ovechkin. Like, what's the age difference between you two? Uh, we're we're the same age. We're both thirty-five. Yes, exactly. So there's a connection there when you have someone that's the same age as you, and you're thinking you're like Ovechkin. You both have gray hair. You're both thirty-five. You know. <laughs> So anyways, you, the, the question was, which athlete made you feel old? And this one was someone that made me kind of feel like old because he was trying to make me feel young. I'm not sure what it was, but Mitch, you know this story, and I love telling it, is I was filling in for Dan Robertson on TSN 690 doing play-by-play, -play, and the Canadians were in New York, and it was between game days. And it was – sorry, it's the night before the game, and I was going to uh, – pick up some beer and go and hang out with Sergio Momesso. And we were going to watch, I believe it was Tampa and Toronto. Uh, the Canadians were playing that night. So I went out, picked up just a six pack. Just had to clarify that for you, Mitch. And Sergio picked up some food and I was going into the elevator and we were in the same hotel as the Montreal Canadians. And it's about seven o'clock, just about puck drop. And I get into the lobby 
and I'm going up. And then I guess Shea Weber was going between floors to meeting a teammate. He gets on like floor two. He goes, he sees me, he knows I'm part of the media and he sees me just standing there with my case of beer. And without saying a word, he just looks at me with not disdain, just be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, like, like a, like a dad, like he kind of like, just shook his head at me because I'm carrying beer on a nine game night. I don't know if he was trying to be funny or not. And then I, then I like, he gets out the next floor before <laughs> I get off and I'm sitting there, I'm going, I'm older than you. Like, what, why are you, why are you doing that to me? I should be, I don't get it. Like I'm, I'm easily like six, seven years older than, than Shea Weber. And here I am like going, Oh, Shay, you look down at me. It was, it was just, yeah. So that made me feel a little bit old. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm way older than you, Shay. I have no problem. I, uh, <laughs> I would have, I would have uh, shook my head at you too. And uh, maybe it, it was shaking at the type of beer because it wasn't LeBron's. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Maybe you're, uh, you're drinking some really weak American beer. No, I'm because pretty good. I probably got something I've never tried before. That knowing that I was in somewhere and I bought it, I don't remember what it was, but I'm sure it was something that I'm like, oh, I want to try this. That's that's yeah. usually how I roll. Well, hey, what, what what the story you just told though just it makes me think like, so Joe Thornton was your uh, your draft class, right? Your draft year. Yeah, because I, I just I I ended up being a free agent in the '97 uh, draft. I just didn't make it. Yeah, I was the same draft class as Joe Thornton. That yeah, so you're like linked to him, like I'm linked to Ovechkin, right? Yes, and yes, very much. Joe so. Thornton, Joe Thornton is currently older than both his head coach and GM. Yeah, and I'm older than Joe Thornton, <laughs> just slightly. I know, just slightly, but but we're same, you know, same draft class. I think they overlook me. I'm just like, you know. <laughs> all right, uh, Mitch. Let's just jump to the NFL a little bit. We had a lot of fun watching the Ravens and Browns. Everybody did. That game on a Monday night last week was so much fun. Even if you had no rooting interest between uh, the, the Browns and the Ravens. If that was the best game, what was the second best game? Or is there a game that was better than that game as a neutral observer this year? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's really hard to, to come close to that one. Like, we had almost uh, 100 points scored between the two teams. Uh, you had the drama with, uh, with Lamar Jackson being in, in, in the locker room, dealing with the cramps and not knowing if he was going to come back out. Uh, you had both teams with, with dynamic play at the running back position, maybe a little bit more surprising on Baltimore's end, uh, but we know the two-headed monster with the Browns. And then we had the fi – finally, we had Lamar Jackson coming from behind to win a game because I know – uh, trailing in the fourth quarter. That's a stat that was not very uh, flattering uh, for Lamar Jackson, who's still a very young player. So he got that monkey uh, off his back. So it that game's for sure number one. Now, number two, it, it, it's hard. I don't know if we've had that many standout games. Like immediately, I think of um, Buffalo against Arizona. That's with, where I was going with, with, with yeah. DeAndre Hopkins and the Hail Mary at the end of the game, Buffalo score. But like that game, it was a great finish and a great fourth quarter, but I don't know about a great full game. Yeah. Um, but that, that's the one that jumps out right away to me is uh, the Arizona Buffalo game. Other it's called, that, the, it's I'm called the difficulty Hale with standouts. It's, it's called the Hail Murray game. The Hail Murray <laughs> And, yeah. and here's the thing, though, on that game, and, and Mitch, I'm with you, that's the only game that's close. But what I loved about the Ravens and the Browns, that whole first quarter, the Browns 
like wrap Lamar Jackson around their finger. He had nothing doing. He had a couple big runs, but he couldn't throw the ball. The Browns defense was stepping up. You're like, oh, the Ravens are in trouble. Then the Ravens exploded and the Browns had no answer whatsoever. Then he left. He came back. It was, you know, Trace McSorley is holding his knee and they're like, they don't have another quarterback. And then they flash to the tunnel and, and I think they flash to the tunnel to show an empty tunnel. And then next thing you know, Lamar Jackson's trotting out there. Uh, I mean, there, I don't think there's been a better game. I'm with you with Buffalo and Arizona as number two. I want to disagree. I want to battle with you, but that one game on Monday night, it had me from start to finish everything all encompassing from texting my friends, from tweeting, from just sitting on my couch alone, it was awesome. I'll, I'll tell you, though, uh, Baltimore, Sean, that, that's a team that I'm having a lot of trouble figuring out. Like, going into the season, I thought they were going to be very good, and then they kind of disappointed me. Then they had the COVID stuff. Now they've rattled off a couple wins in a row. You look at the Steelers. They were in the class of that division. Obviously, they go undefeated for 11 games. Now they've dropped two in a row and haven't looked all that great and even – you know, the, the opponents that they lose to, um, it's, it's not like they're, they're world beaters. So I, I'm looking at that division. I'm like, if, if Baltimore could turn into the team that we thought they were going to be going into the season and, and, and Pittsburgh trends in the other direction, you know, don't sleep on Baltimore because they clearly have the talent to on any given day put up a lot of points on the board. Yeah, when you have a quarterback with that talent, they could just take over a game. And you could put up 42 points like Cleveland did and lose. And yeah. there's a team in the AFC that could put 42 points up in a blink of an eye. That's Kansas City. But if you put 42 and the other guy puts 47, you still lose. It's the Post Game Pines podcast. Campbell Gallo with you once again. Glad you could join us. Uh, it's brought to you by LeBros Brewing, lebros.com. I know that, uh, Mitch, you are having the uh, Winter Wisen. I'm having the mango creamsicle. Uh, don't forget on December 23rd, the Campbell play-by-play -play IPA versus the Angry Gallo Ale. Call them ahead of time. Check them out at lebrosse.com. You only have a couple days uh, to make sure you get it before the holidays. Perfect stocking stuffer, like you said. Uh, you know, perfect gifts for uh, friends, family, just before the holidays. Check it out. Mitch, you want to do some uh, random sports slots? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. It's time for our jam first. Oh, yeah, I get to go first on this one, right? Random sports slots. My first one, Mitch. I'm going local here in Montreal, and I'm going to the world of soccer. I've had a tough time filling the void of Ignacio Piatti. Absolutely love Piatti. Okay. And I know that a lot of people, Mitch, that know me from TSN, knows that hockey, we talk post-game show. I grew up a soccer guy. I coached soccer for 15 years. I've played it pretty much my entire life. I love the game. And I don't have too much opportunity to even talk about it. But I always have that favorite player, that guy that I love the style that they play. And he's much different than Ignacio Piatti. But after watching this weird COVID year, I may have found my favorite player on the impact. Scored a big goal in their final game. I know it wasn't enough, but I am really enjoying Amar Sadic. Young player, midfielder, Kind of does it all. He can finish when he needs to, can set things up. He's got good legs. I'm just saying, random sports slot, I think my new favorite player on the impact is Amar Sage. Funny because uh, I like, I have two, 
and he would not have been one of the two I'd pick if you were to have me guess. No, you would have said Kyoto or Binks. And I would have said Kyoto or Wanyama. Okay. I like Okwakwo too, but I don't know if he's coming back. Yeah. All right. Uh, my uh, first round of sports thought, Sean, I saw a great photo of one of the All-Star games in the late 80s, and it was the handshake, and Gretzky was shaking Mario's hand. And you can yeah. clearly see the 66 and 99s on the back of their sweater with the angle of the photo. And it just made me think, Connor McDavid's number 97 is the last time in hockey where somebody will have an original number that they're known for wearing. Like 66, 99, 87, 97, I don't see anybody being able to do anything that makes sense and is truly unique and looks good. Like, yeah, you could tell me, well, Mitch, nobody's ever wore the number 72 before. But I'm going to be like, Sean, if somebody wears it, it's going to be ugly because there'll be no reason for it. And it just won't make sense. McDavid is the last that's going to be able to make a number unique. Didn't Eric Cole wear 72? Yes, he did. Oh. Not, not, not with, not with distinction. No, 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 no. I just there, there are numbers that are are very rarely worn, uh, but they're not. You know, and it is weird though because you would have said the same thing about '97 before you saw McDavid. McDavid makes '97 look good. Like for example, '98 is not a great looking number either. And I know Sergachev wears '98 in the National Hockey League. I don't but, like it. No, no, you don't like it. But if McDavid wore 98, you'd be like, oh, man, that looks good. Because he looks so good. I, I think you can yeah, put... Yeah, but the 97... You can put a really good it's, player. It's because of his birth year. I get it. But you could look... You you could have a really ugly number, but if you're really good, you make the number look good. I get I think. it. Yeah. Like, Gretzky could have wore anything. And you would have been like, oh, my God, 73 is the greatest number in the world. Yeah. But 99... It's perfect. Yeah. It's trying to, if you wore a different number, the number wouldn't be known as much as the player. Look, I uh, I have a Gretzky jersey, which was given to me as a gift uh, by our uh, good friend Dan Robertson. I love that I have it. I was never a huge Gretzky fan, but I will cherish that just because it's Gretzky. It's 99 all-star jersey. So, like it. All right, random sports slot. Uh, let's go back to that Ravens-Steelers game. And I know that there was a lot of talk on social media what really happened to Lamar Jackson and he went back because of cramps. But my true question, because the way that he went back and how long it took him to come back, I just want to know, really, how long does it take to change pants? That's that's really the first thing I thought. I said, he has to change his pants. He has to change his pants. And then I was like, oh, he only needs to change his pants He'll get a series, he'll miss a series. But he missed two series. And then I was like, man, is he, the cleats are too tight. And then he couldn't get the, he had to get, they couldn't find the right size. I was wondering, when he came back out, I wanted to see if the pads were like too loose for him or anything. To see if it was new pads. How long does it take to change the pads? <laughs> I swear to God, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, it must not have been a good feeling. To, to not be out on the field and no time is ticking. I know Roberto Luongo uh, tweeted that he felt for uh, for Lamar Jackson because we know he's uh, he's been there too. So yeah, um, I don't know how long it takes to uh, change um, 
football pants on, but I feel for the guy having to be in the dressing room while play is going on. All right, my next uh, random sports thought. I know you can relate to this one, Sean. You can relate big time. My next is it, another, is it another old thing you're going to do? No, no, no. Uh, my next random sports thought is it's really difficult watching your fantasy team put up mad points when you have a bye. <laughs> we would have had an epic matchup, you and I. I think it would have finished like 156, 155 or whatever it would have been. It, it would have shot. It would have been like the same amount of total points equivalent to the Browns-Ravens game. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I had Dobbins, I had Hunt, I had Chubb. I was watching that game. I mean, I didn't half the time I didn't care because you and I both finished one two in fantasy. Ideally, we're not going to flop this week in the semifinal. We'll be able to meet in the final because I hope so, so we can have some sort of bet here on the post game finds podcast. But uh, oh yeah, I'm I'm with you. I saw that. I, I kind of chugged. I struck because I didn't really set my lineup. I don't really need to. Most of my team. One of the reasons I finished first is because my team's been healthy uh, for the most part. So I was like, okay, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to put his four touchdown passes like he normally does, which I know you hated that pick, but I think you're a little jealous of it right now. But the Aaron Rodgers pick? When I drafted Aaron, you were like, oh, he's not going to do anything. I'm like, no, no, no. He'll lead the league in touchdown passes. Uh, I, I always just uh, I always just wait on uh, on quarterbacks. I thought you could have waited. That's all because I, I got him as my second quarterback in another league. Yeah. Is he your first quarterback in that league now? No, well, it depends on the matchup. I get the... Um, depends on the matchup. He scored, He throws four touchdown passes a game. Yeah, but uh, depending on the matchup, because I have the other quarterback I have is Kyler Murray. So it really depends on the other team's defense. Yeah, I'll take Aaron Rodgers over Kyler Murray in fantasy each and every week. But uh, I, I guess it's... Trust, trust me, Sean. As, just as somebody who's been tracking them both, it's depends seriously on the, awesome. Yeah, but it also depends on your, your point system, too. Yeah, depends on the points. All right. Uh, my final one, Mitch. My final yep. one was fourth spot. Um, and it's kind of towards our sponsor here at Lacrosse. And I know we're less than a week from getting our beers. Like, can we just say, like, how beautiful our beer cans are? Like, our beer cans and the logo and the setup from Lacrosse for the Campbell Play by Play IPA and the Angry Gallo Ale. Now I'm going to give a tip of the cap to the uh, the uh, the boar and the Campbell play-by-play, just a little over the angry gal. But uh, my 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 point being, is our cans are beautiful. Yeah. Well, the the thing the thing that's pretty crazy about that actually is the fact that I had a certain image in my mind of how I wanted it to look, but sometimes it's hard to translate what's in your head and get somebody to understand. And seriously, like hey, Alex it. at LeBros, I just told him like three things. I'm like, I, I want this, this, and this. And then when he showed me the artwork on the can for my beer, I'm like, I don't know how you did it, but this is exactly what I envisioned. Like even to the details of how the rooster looks, like it is exactly what I wanted it to be. So yeah, you're right. It's they're they're both beautiful, and uh, they they are works of art. And it's, it's funny because we were talking and they wanted our input of what we wanted. And color-wise, I, I, I said, what about the Campbell tartan and the color of the tartan around the can? Just, you know, because the Campbell name. And uh, they did the research. They're like, well, you know, the Campbell clan logo is a boar's head. 
and they put it and it just looks like two sports logos uh, just bam and it's, it, it's it's absolutely beautiful i've been thinking about it i can't wait uh for for the uh beer to come out on the 23rd sorry i i, I went with a random sports slot about our beer guests <laughs> and you know what, Sean? Uh, I, I want to finish on that one. So let's just scrap my final random sports thought because I think it's a good one to conclude on. All right. That means I win. Oh, no, I was not even competitive. All right. But I do have to get competitive in the uh, next round of the pop quiz. Yep. You ready, buddy? All right. Let's do it. I, I Mentally, Mitch, I kind of feel like you normally do when we do the uh, Post Game Pines podcast because sometimes you run around and then I'm sitting and waiting for you. This time I was running around and you were sitting and waiting for me. So mentally, I'm not even sure where I'm at. Let's go. Well, let's do it. Put it this way. I think the question is very, very fair because we are talking about the goats. Okay. So Sidney Crosby I'm writing stuff down. took 927 games to get to 1,200 career points. Okay. Okay, I would like to know the nine players who got to 1,200 uh, 1, points in less games than Sidney Crosby. So he got, okay, so he got 1,200 points in 900, okay. Hold on, which, which way again? Say that again. Sidney Crosby took 927 games to okay. get to 1,200 1, points. points. So it's anybody that's 1,200 points in less than 1,000 games. There's nine players that did it uh, faster than uh, Crosby did. All right. Correct. Probably the uh, brainchild of the uh, the 80s in the scoring decade. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Mario and Wayne did it. Uh, Steve Eiserman did it. Uh, I'm going to go Marcel Dion. Uh, did he do it? Uh, Yager did it. Right? Uh, what about Messier? Did Messier do it? No. He was more longevity. Uh, I'm not going to put uh, that one. Let's go Joe Sackick. No. Didn't do that. So how many did I name? You got one and two. Uh, Brett Hall? Four and five and nine. Brett Hall? No. One and two, four and five. So I'm missing three. You're missing three, six, seven, and eight. Okay, uh, it's more the three that I want to think of. I, I'm, I'm missing someone. Uh, Ron Francis. No. Okay. It's not even like seven or eight or nine. Ron Francis. Uh, I, I didn't go past. Uh, I didn't go underneath Crosby to be honest. Because there's just with, with with the amount of games, it's just like a log jam. Like everyone's kind of similar, except for okay. the guys that did it in less amount of games than Crosby. What's funny here? Like, good on you for getting Dion because he's a forgotten player, and good mm -hmm. on you for getting Iserman. But the rest are, like, really good players. I kind of get forgotten a little bit, too, for some reason. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, I know Esposito's up there, but did he do it in the time frame? Esposito's three. Oh, Esposito's three? Okay. 872 so, games to get to 1,200 points. Okay, so I, I've got the top five, then. You got the top five, yeah. So I'm missing six, seven, and eight. I got nine? You, you got nine. Nine was Yager. Okay, so I got six, seven, and eight. Uh, so it's 1,200 points in the National yeah. Hockey League in under 1,000 games. Um, yeah, so I'll give you some clues here. Sure. Uh, for uh, six and seven, think about the Battle of Quebec. 
Okay. And for eight, think about the best Staffney, dynasty. Staffney for sure. Peter Stasny, number seven, nine, twelve. Um, and another player from the Battle of Quebec. So then, pretty obvious. Don't don't overthink. From the Battle of Quebec. Yeah. Uh, Peter Stasny. There's there was two teams involved in the Battle of Quebec, Sean. Oh, Guy Lafleur. So Guy Lafleur is number six. Okay. And now think about the uh, greatest dynasty in hockey history, not the Oilers. The Canadians? I just uh, said. Sorry, I, I meant from the uh, from the eighties. Oh, from the eighties? Oh, Mike Bossy then. Yeah, Mike Bossy. No, nope, sure. not Bossy. It wasn't Bossy. Try again. He didn't get. Oh, he didn't get to twelve hundred points, did he? No, he retired too quickly. I think. Um, okay, but, but you're right there. From the from the from the eighties dynasty, same same team, Sean. Probably I know. on his line. Oh, Trotje. Trotje at nine hundred and fourteen games. All right, I got some clues, but I got the top five on my own. I'm happy with that. Gretzky, Lemieux, Esposito, Dion, Eiserman, Lafleur, Stasny, Trotze, and Yager. The reason I I like this list be, is because of the guys that put yeah, up match points that you don't necessarily think about. All right, it's a good list. All right, Mitch, uh, how are we going to name this podcast? Ooh, I don't know. What do we got? What do we got? I what got, do we got? I wrote a couple. I got the uh, the beard and the belly. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Harden's fat. Fat Harden? Harden's fat, not P-H-A-T. <laughs> Harden is fat? Fat James? <laughs> Or how about how about just fat and hard in? Sure, whatever. Dave, you let, get to choose. Let Dave decide. Dave, you choose. We threw some ideas out there. Has to do with James Harden being fat. Cheers. Cheers. Well, how's that for your entertainment value? They've done their job very, very well. Awesome. No, 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 no. Come on. VBF.